Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Amen. I want to I just preface this and give it some context. I want to delineate between faith and belief. Belief is, I believe, what you, this is what theologians tell me, belief is more like your, your soul drumming up, I believe, where faith is just in your spirit. God's spoken to you. You've had a check in your spirit that what is right. When Ollie did that giving message, you know, faith said, it's true what he's saying. It's true. I just believe it. That's faith right there. But belief is really the part where you put your hand in your pocket and you give. I believe now to give. I believe to honor that word and with honor in my heart, it's a heart issue you said, I'm going to give. Now, once you get that practice in in place, once you get that process in place, and let me just say this. Oh, boy, there's so much. I've got to preach this message, guys. Let me say this, once you've gotten saved, you're in a process to develop your faith. Don't just stop at just believing in God and just believe, oh, these are nice people. Oh, this is a nice place to hang out. Oh, I guess the Bible's a nice thing to, you know, I hope you've got your Bibles here tonight, notepads, pens, I'm going to race through some scriptures, I want you to take them home, I want you to study them and uh, really, really just, uh, and podcast, listen to this uh, message again maybe. God bless you. It's the biggest communion cup I've seen. Mm. Praise God. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this good. Help me tonight, would you? Let's pray for our podcast listeners. Amen. Give it up for them. Message is called uh, Rising Faith. Let's pray that this message goes into the hearts of people, but into the hearts of the podcast listeners and into the hearts of my grandchildren in future days. It's the Grandfather Series, and it's about faith, the most pertinent, important message of your Christian life. I did say this morning, and I need to back it up a little bit by saying, throughout the Word of God, we find these two words, fear not. There's healthy fear where you need to be fearful of maybe touching the hot plate or stepping out of the way of the traffic, um, but there's, there's unhealthy fear. There's unhealthy fear that will immobilize, you say immobilize, you of living your best life. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, AV guys, hang on, we're going to really push through this really quick. For God hath not given us, this might be another version coming up, but God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. These are, this is a revolutionary scripture to have. It's something that was impressed upon us back in the 80s when we first started to go to church, and I know now why. It's also worth noting, fear is the opposite of love. It negates the working of faith. 
But when your love is pure, I said this morning, all those spirits of fear will flee. They will stop operating in your soul. So this is it. If you suffer from fear or insecurity, fear of lack even, you're worried that God won't come through. You're just worried. You're focused on problems and you just you can't shake it. You don't have to do that. You just need to believe that God is for you, that God is he'll, He's going to make a way. He is for you, and in your time of need, some way, somehow, God is going to break into your circumstance, and He is going to make a way. This is the deal. We need to learn to accept the reality of His love for us, so that our fears do not control us. Simple as that. How? I'll give you a scripture, and I'll hopefully prove how we can do that. 1 John 4.18 says... There is no fear in love. One of the key things of our Christian love and where we get our identity from is understanding the love of God that we have for us. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I just understood the extravagance of God's love. I did crazy stuff. I jumped off houses, house roofs. I jumped across gullies where if I didn't make it, I was going to fall six meters. I did rock climbing before rock climbing was even a, a fad thing. Because I just believed that God was for me. That he was going to preserve my life. Amen? It's that great love that you need to have as your identity. So what does it say in 1 John 4, 18? There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment. Meaning that you think you're not good with God. You know, he's not going to care about you. He's just going to let you just flounder and... But the Bible says, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. So this is important here, perfected in love. We need to learn to trust God. We need to learn to pray. We need to believe that he will do his best to get to us at the right time and deal with our situation. We've got to learn to abide in his love. Amen? 1 John 4.16 says, It points out that we should be conscious of God's love. It needs to be more than a biblical belief. We need to have it on the inside of us, deep in our spirit. We need to experience it daily. 1 John 4, 16 says, We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. Do you just have that uh, picture of the stress thing? Uh, versus faith, and you know, so, some people um, think that God's just left them to their own devices, and, and we get a, l- a little bit on the outer, realizing that maybe, you know, God doesn't care. He doesn't care about me. I just feel like, you know, He's not there, but He is. But He will get to you at the right time. And I just had this Instagram photo that they probably can't get up, and it basically said that. Stress is basically wanting God now, to move now. Whereas faith, stress makes you believe that everything has to happen right now. Faith reassures you that everything will happen in God's timing. Amen? It will happen. Just wait. Just chill. Just 
it will happen. Another, another thing is a fear of lack. So I'm just pointing out some typical fears that people have. The first one was, God doesn't care. He's letting me flounder. He's not really there. I'm not good with him. And he's just letting me go on my merry way. No, he's there for you. The second one is overcoming the fear of lack. People get this major fear sometimes of, especially when they're, um, well, I said this morning, when I stepped out of my single life and became a father, I got really concerned that I was going to be able to earn enough and, and ha- have enough to provide for my family. Amen, fathers? I, I was really thinking, man, I was just doing hard yards, keeping up for myself's needs, but now I've got, you know, wife and kids and got to buy a house and pay electricity bills and all that. How's it possible? I just didn't believe that, that I could be resourced to the point of sustaining my life. But God, God does. He's brilliant. He comes through. He's amazing. Hebrews 13, 5, 6. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. 13, 6. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? What can life do to me? Like Evan said, the birds are looked after, nature's looked after, you know, of course God's going to look after us. What can life, what can mere mortals, what can mere life do to us? It can't. God's going to preserve us. God's going to protect us. Amen? I love this stuff. The other thing is God's love for us. Some people don't understand that, you know, they maybe feel that the enemy's against them and they don't feel that God is for them. You know, once you start feeling like that, actually Satan starts to work overtime and starts to even push you further away from God. But if you were to confess, God loves me, this I know, it's just a childish rhyme, God loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. But he does love you. That's a ma- you know what? They ask a major theologian, so what is the greatest revelation you can give us? He pondered, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. And then he said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Wow. He's got the mind of a universe, understands God to the nth degree, and he says that. That's, that's, that's awesome. Romans 8, 38, 39 says it like this, For I am persuaded beyond doubt, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, seek three, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. As long as you refuse to let anything separate you from the love of God, you're going to have victory. Amen? And once you understand that God is for you, once you get that revelation that God is for you, and let that develop as your identity, it's awesome. Isaiah 41.10 says, he says to the people of God, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is for us. God is with us. Once we have that as our identity, we can walk out our days and advance our our lives into the calling of God that he has for us. Amen? So what is faith? I'm glad you asked. Peter says, 
Our faith is more precious than gold. 1 Peter 1.7 says, These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, the best thing you can have in life, by the way, is faith. If you were to ask for something tonight, you would do well to hold up one of those asks as, give me faith, Lord. I need faith. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor. What a worship time we had tonight. And this morning, let's give it up for the worship team. Outstanding. That's faith, man. May result, that faith resulted in praise, glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You, you obviously know that faith is the central concept of Christianity. Amen? In fact, to be called a Christian, you're the one who places your faith and trust in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen? One of the greatest pieces of our Christian armor is the shield of faith. The Bible says that. But unless you know what that shield is made out of, unless you know what that shield is, what are you holding up? Well, I just pray that tonight we're going to explain what you can actually hold up over your life, the shield of faith, dispelling the, uh, the, the darts of the enemy, holding back the forces of darkness, pushing through, advancing your life with the shield of faith. But if you don't understand and have a revelation of what the shield of faith is, you just, I know, you're just symbolically, figuratively holding something up. Faith is a process to understand. It doesn't come bang like that. But at least tonight, we can set something in motion where you go, whoa. Even some of our key guys were in the prayer room going, you know what? I didn't realize that there was a difference between belief and faith. This can revolutionize your life. So how do we receive salvation? Let's check this out. One, we receive salvation like this. Um, Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. You didn't drum it up. You didn't get wise. You, you, you didn't drum it up in your own ingenuity. God gave it to you, Jason. God said, I'm going to give this guy. He's got a hungry heart. He's knocked on the door of heaven. I'm going to give him faith. There it is. And then he decides to run with it. Then he decides to explore and seek out God with faith. Amen? So again it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. See, that's why I got Jason's attention. He was... Two, our experiences of sanctification. How do you clean up your life? How do you ditch all these vices? How do you ditch these problematic things that are holding you dustbound on the planet? How do you ditch that stuff? Faith. Acts 26, 18 says it like this, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Three, purification. How do you appropriate purification? Acts 15, verse 9. He did not discriminate between us and them, Gentiles and Jews, for he purified their hearts by faith. See, this is a, man, this is where it all begins. You can walk out your days in improving your life, glory to glory. You can change your life like a man, morph. You can be transformed. You can do it by faith. For justification, 
Of course, justification is part of our salvation and we appropriate it by faith. Romans 4, 5 says it, however, to the one who does not work but trusts God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. Romans 5, 1, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's through faith, guys. Five, how do we feel like we're a son and daughter in God? How do you feel like that? How do you feel like you're a child of God? This way. It's about adoption, but this scripture tells it like it is. Galatians 3.26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Colossians 3.24. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. It all depends on faith. Faith is the main teaching of Jesus' ministry. You'll see in the Gospels, you continually find the statements, your faith has healed you. In Jesus' hometown, he could not do any mighty miracles because they lacked the people, they lacked faith. And this is my, oh, I'd like to think, man, if someone wanted to lay hands on someone, if someone wanted to preach here, if someone wanted to share the gospel, if someone wanted to, as I said, lay hands on the sick and speak a word in season, prophesy to someone, I hope that there's faith in the atmosphere. Jesus goes back to his hometown, no faith in the atmosphere. Who's this guy think he is? He's the carpenter's son. You know, we're not good. You know, we know this guy. We grew up with him. And we can say that. This is Pastor Phil. You know, I've seen him preach hundreds of times. You know, so what, you know? Yeah, I'm not responding to that altar call. I'm not going to believe in that scripture. I'm not going to believe in that word. I forget. I just, just can't, you know. No, you've got to have faith. We've got to build the atmosphere in faith. See, Westerners, we have this consumer mentality. Oh, I've been to C3 Tugger. I know what it's like. Yeah, they do some great worship, but yeah, the word's great, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. And then nothing happens. Nothing happens. You know, you're not going, what's going to happen, man? What's going to happen? That's how I drive here. I'm going, Lord God, man, what are you going to do tonight? What are you going to do today? What are you going to do in C3 Tugger? I get here like that. What about you? What about you? Are you like that? I hope so. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is what we do, I guess. We're born again believers. We just go to church every Sunday. <laughs> no! It's about, I believe we honor Christ and we honor that principle of first mention. Genesis 28, Jacob has a mad dream, a radical dream, where he says, first time the house of God's ever mentioned in Scripture, the house of God, this is the house of God. He says, my God, he has this mind-blowing vision, amen? Sam likes it, he's smiling all the way to the... Yeah. And um, he, he has this mind-blowing vision, and he says, this is none other than the house of God. He has a full-blown vision of the future of the church. He sees the future of the church that Paul typified and designed through scripture and he saw it as a phenomenal force of energy on the planet where people could be saved, healed, born again, changed, turned around, 180, going towards God, eyes opening towards God. That can happen in the church but if we all turn up in default mode and think, oh, this will just be nice and just come along and you know, it's nice, I guess. It's good. No! Come on! Red line your faith. Red line. Not driving to church like that. No, I'm just saying, your spiritual life, amen? Oh, Pastor Phil said I could. 
He wasn't powerless to do so, but the atmosphere in the place prevented our Lord from exhibiting the power of faith. However, when he found men and women of faith, he realized his power and miracles took place. God assures us that if we believe, then nothing is impossible, and he withholds nothing. In fact, the Bible teaches that if we get in faith and stay in faith, everything else will come. Amen? Matthew 8, 13. Now, the Bible says, by the way, faith comes by hearing, by hearing the Word of God. Okay, so I'm just going to keep... I'm just going to keep giving you the word of God, like a battering ram to the strongholds of unbelief. I just got a boy image of, you know, these wild warriors battering that big old door down, you know, trying to get into it. They're coming, the word of God, Pastor Phil's preaching. Hold the door back. We don't want that faith. We don't want that calling in our life. We don't want that faith. Hold it back. And people's lives can't hold that back, and that's when you get energized by God, and you start living the God life, amen? Oh, it's sensational. Matthew 8, 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would, and his servant was healed at that moment. Matthew 15, 28, then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. Mark 9, 23, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Whatever we need, guys, whatever we face in life, it can be answered by staying in faith, walking in faith. That's the victory. I know it's not a great word. Greek word for faith is pistis. (laughs) I don't know any other. It's a Greek word. It means a whole bunch. I've got to quote it. I've got to quote it. For the, for the theologians out there. It means to have trust or confidence. It really does. It means basically trusting in God, having confidence in God in the midst of every situation. Jesus calls us to have faith in God, Mark eleven twenty two. That's his exhortation to us. He said, guys, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you go through, whatever your situation is, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Having babies, buying a car, buying a house, doing an exam, a job interview, you just lost your job. You, whatever. Have faith in God. Je- God. Jesus is saying that. He's saying, have faith in God. That's the first thing he's saying. It's on his door. Have faith in God. You go, so Jesus, oh, have faith in God. Oh, so I don't need you anymore. So. <laughs> When Jesus said your faith has made you whole, he was teaching that confidence in or allegiance to God releases God's wholeness in your life. So you've been battling with stuff, you know, habitual sin, um, besetting sin, the Bible says, stuff that's like fishing line around you, just the more you pull on it, just, you just seem to can't get away from it. But it's a supernatural thing. If you're really repentant, that, that stuff will just break off your life. If you really get before God and say, I want this dealt with in my life, it will break off your life. Trust me. There's a scripture in Corinthians where it says, if you you resist that darkness, if you resist that thing, you can actually walk out of it. I know some ministries that use it on drug addicts. Go, no, hang on, hang on. No, drug addicts got to go through six months of, you know, getting, no, no, this particular and other people reckon, that's it. If you sincerely want to be rid of it, 
I mean, I'd read a scripture today, not a scripture, a news item. Who's that guy? Smokey Robinson or someone walked into a church 30 years ago. He's a coke addict from the 70s. He walked into a church. The coke addiction broke off his life. The coke addiction broke off his life. What is that? That's God. That's faith in God. Your faith has made you whole. I, I, I want to see people improve. I want to see them become more. Man, if you, if, wow, what's, what's happened with so-and-so? Well, their countenance has changed. Their eyes are shining. They've got a glean in their eyes. They've got, they've got a new step. They've got a stride in their step. They've got a swagger in their step. They're walking like they've got some authority, some, some anointing, some calling in their life. They're walking like they're, they're the child of God, the most high. You know, come on, what's wrong with it? Because they've got faith. This can revolutionize your whole life. Faith. Faith is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. We know that gentleness and self-control. It's one of the fruits from your born-again life. There's another gift. There's, there's also a spiritual gift of faith in times of need. The Holy Spirit can release this to you in a greater measure of faith, meaning your spirit, when it interacts with God, when your spirit, when it interacts with God, you just get, oh, I just know it's true. You're persuaded by God himself. You are persuaded by the word, but by the spirit, but by Jesus himself. And you will just throw caution to the wind and you will do what God has called you to do. Now that's my experience in ending up in ministry and helping this thing happen, this church. That was, that's not me. That, that other version of me didn't do this. Uh, you know, the Bible says not to be presumptuous because that was faith. That wasn't Pastor Phil. Oh, Pastor Phil, what an awesome. No, no, that was faith. That was, that was me inclining myself, fully persuaded in God, doing crazy stuff for God. Most, a lot of it embarrassing. A lot of embarrassing stuff. Just trying to navigate being honorable to God and obedient to God, doing crazy stuff. But in the end, the fruit remains. The fruit remains. I think that's what God lo loves about our church. We're willing to, you know, untie ourselves from the, the sensibilities of being normal and willing to walk out these, these, this, this complicated God life. Now, the, when I thought about this scripture, so this is... Okay, so 1 Corinthians 12, 8 says this. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. So these are supernatural gifts. This is like superhero gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 says, To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. Some people have got the gifts of healing. Some people here, right here, right now, tonight, have got gifts of healing that I pray that by faith you'd allow them to be realized. But back it up into 12.9. It says, to another faith by the same spirit. The best way I can explain this is heavy lifting in God. And I just played that video. I wonder if we could get that up. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. He says he can't do this unless he believes he, he assumes that identity of the Wolverine. Because he said the mere humanity of, of um, this guy. He can't do this. That's Hugh Jackman, man. And do, do it again. You, you've got to run that twice. I ran it twice this morning. That's faith. <laughs> 
That's faith, man. Look at that. There is no way. That's pretty good, Darcy, isn't it? That's huge. Darcy used to run a gym and do that sort of lifting, and he tells me that's a supernatural. But that gift of faith, that's what you can run on, and I'll explain that through some scripture here. Um, so in scripture, faith, I'm nearly done, guys. We're doing pretty good. Amen? Amen. Amen. In scripture, faith and belief are not, this is the grandfather file, so I'm going line by line. In scripture, faith and belief. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Joey. Hello, Paris. It's me in the year 2020, uh, year 2014, speaking to you in the year 2022, when I hand the church over. Yeah, no, maybe, I don't know. In Scripture, faith and belief are not exactly the same. So again, I delineate it between faith and belief. Faith always comes from God and involves His revelation. Therefore, faith is beyond belief. Oh, I wish someone told me this years ago. Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the substance. Faith is the substance. If you go to the Amplified Version, can you get that up quickly, guys? Can you, possible at all, I need that scripture in in the Amplified Version because it's louder. It's louder. And um, (laughs) can you give me the whispering version of Hebrews (laughs) 11.1? All right, you did well. How did you, good girl? Now faith, all right. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation. This is what happens when you have a full-blown encounter with God. It's your spirit dealing with God's spirit. It's your spirit dealing with the Word of God. It's your spirit dealing with Christ himself. And you have that. Now, it doesn't have to be a burning bush experience. It can happen in your seat. I've had many scriptures, many revelations, many truths endeared to me sitting in the pews, amen, and laying on the floor under the anointing, by the way, and driving the car, and working, and working. And I remember carrying a lump of steel as I went back to school, and I was a steel fabricator, 12 stories up in a building in Chipping Norton somewhere, and I remember coming to a full-blown stop, resting on, I was walking across a girder, and I remember stopping, I had a lump of steel, and I'm just like that, and I'm going, my God, you did say that, and that's what it means. I just had a full-blown rhema revelation of what God was trying to tell me. This was back in 94, and uh, that God impressed upon me something of a direction in my life. Amen? And, and I knew it. That's faith. Now, ha, now, what did it mean to you, Pastor Phil? Well, I hope to explain it through this. Now, faith is the assurance. It became assurance. The confirmation. It became confirmation. The title deed. All right, I said this morning, my house has a title deed. I don't own that title deed. The bank does, by the way. And they own it. It's theirs. But when you get a revelation of God, you got the title deed. When I pay that mortgage off, I get the title deed for my house. But until that happens, you get the title deed. You get the title deed. The title deed says all this about your life, Luke Boyd. Did you realize that? Sorry to freak you out, buddy, but it actually does say yes. And you know what God said to you, yes. And and with belief, yes. And with the anointing, yes. And with your life living by faith, yes. It does say that. I know you don't want to read any more down there, but it does say that. Yes. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. Now, no one can budge you from this. Look, something drastic could happen on the planet. But once you've got this sort of faith, you will buffet. You will not be buffeted. You will will sway a bit, 
but your foundations are deep in Christ and your building, your life is standing strong in God. If you just got simple belief, you go, oh God, oh. Simple belief is going to flee and run and find a hole to, to, to live in. But if you got faith, your building of your life is going to sway. It's going to go, whoa, you know. And it, of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Do I need to explain myself? Senses. Nose, ears, eyes, touch, mouth, smell. I did that one. I know I didn't want to tell them that. Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction. I am conviction. You will die for a conviction. You will not die for a belief. You will die for a conviction, but you won't die for a belief. You willing to change that belief? Yeah, I certainly am, man. Let me out of this situation. I'm out of here. Are you willing to die for that conviction? Yes, I am. Chop my head off if you have to. Just add a bit of drama to the occasion if you want. See, conviction is different. That's faith. I just hope I got this into your heart because... Um, praise God. I'll just finish it off. I, I, I've never seen this scripture either before, but it talks about faith too, and I think it talks about what we're talking about. Let faith arise as like Moses' parents moved by extraordinary faith for three months to hide Moses from Pharaoh. Moses' parents were divinely persuaded by God to preserve Moses' life. He's just a little baby, a couple of months old maybe. Hebrews 11.23 says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents. And by faith, uh, just highlight that, by faith Moses, when he, not, not Moses, he didn't have faith, he's just a little baby. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents. The parents had this faith because they saw he was beautiful. Another version says that he was no ordinary child. Every parent says their child is not, not, not an ordinary child, but this one was no ordinary child. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. Prophetic statement I read the other day, the Lord is sending a heavenly sword to you in the midst of the confusion of the world. The sword of his word will give you confidence and equip you to cut through into the next stage of your life. This is for someone in the house right now. It's a prophetic statement. I actually only got it yesterday from a great source. I'll say it again. It's a prophetic statement. The Lord is sending a heavenly sword. I believe it's the word of God. Did you bring your Bible tonight? You got a Bible? Do you know where your Bible is? Do you know where the sword is? If you got pulled over by a devil tonight, would you be able to wield your sword? If you got accosted by a devil, would you be able to take your word out and say, the Bible says, the word of God says. Amen? You need your Bible. Take it everywhere. Shopping center, take it everywhere. Sports fields, take it everywhere. Take it to the beach. Take it everywhere. This prophetic word says this. The Lord is sending a heavenly sword to you in the midst of the confusion of the world around. Is there confusion in the world, people of God? The sword of his word will give you confidence and equip you to cut through into the next stage of your life. 
Some people are stagnated in a stage of their life. They're not growing up. They're stagnated. They're stuck in adolescence. They're stuck in somewhere. And you need to wield the sword and break through and advance your life by the authority and by faith that God has given you. The sword of his word will give you confidence and equip you to cut through into the next stage of your life. As God's people, we need to be filled with new strength and joy. We need to learn to laugh at our enemies and the confusion around us as we experience a sense of laughter, abounding joy, and the power. Of, you know what the joy is? You know what the joy of the Lord is, our strength is? That's just not you being happy. Oh, that's, that's not hard. No, that's you going, oh my God, He loves me. Oh, I see the joy He has for me. Whoa, that's a strength to me, Lord. You're so happy with me. Wow, that's a strength to me. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you understand how God is happy for you, Julia, you go, man, I went to C3 Congress tonight, and my God, He loves me. I had a full-blown psychedelic kaleidoscope, 3D, what a vision of, He loves me. You'd be getting around like that all, all week, though. You'd get up in the morning and go, oh, I can't believe it. I couldn't even sleep last night. He's just so for me. It's ridiculous. He's just so for me. He's going to work it out. He said he's going to work it out. He's for me. He's working behind the scenes. I just didn't think he even cared about that situation. He cares for me. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.